Welcome to Live to Grind. My name is Brennan C. Adams, serial entrepreneur, inventor, TV creator, and speaker, passionate about helping others create something great and become unforgettable. Join me each week to discuss practical ways to help you increase your income and impact as an influencer in your industry. My goal is to help you take your business and lifestyle to the next level. Now let's get started. Welcome back to the Live to Grind podcast show. I'm Brennan C. Adams, and we are doing some baller entrepreneurs that are from Boston. This is our Boston Baller series, and we have here a Boston Baller, uh, a guy that David France introduced us to who's doing some big things, who is a hip-hop violinist. We have Rhett Price. How's it going, Rhett? Hey, hey. I'm doing good, man. How are you? I'm doing amazing. We're in this coffee shop here, and we're, we're having some coffee, and and been talking for an hour here, and I'm going to ask you a series of questions because I want to hear your insight about success, about you, and everything you're doing here in Boston. But first off, can you give me the 90-second pitch of who you are and what you do? Uh, all right, I'll, I'll try. I'll give it a go. So I'm, uh, yeah, like you said, I'm Rhett Price. I'm a, a Boston-based hip-hop violinist. Um, I tour around the country and, and a few other places playing violin, and uh Doing it very differently, definitely, than what you've seen. I, I jump around and run around the stage and have a DJ and, um, you know, hopefully have shows with people jumping up and down and their hands up in the air. It's, it's not your normal violin performance. Uh, so, yeah, tour around playing shows and, and making people hopefully view the violin a little bit differently. So you, you've been pretty, pretty well at marketing yourself. I've seen some of your videos. As you know, I love creating video content. What do you have? Is it like 10 million views between all your videos? About 30 million. Um, oh, 30 million. Sorry about that. No big deal. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. I have one video that has 14 million, so that changed my number drastically. So what what got you into becoming a violinist anyways? Like, how'd you get started? So I actually, um, it's crazy. I used to tour with different artists, and I would just, like, you know, be part of the backup band or whatever. But I always ended up, the rest of the musicians, they would just be kind of standing, playing, and I always ended up at the front of the stage, like, you know, jumping or, like, really working the crowd. And it was like, I was working the crowd more than the front man was, you know? And I, the, the last gig that I had like that, I got fired from. And it was kind of a, it was like a, a, a little bit of a sketchy thing where it was like they were looking for a reason to, to fire me. And, and I, I fell asleep in the, in the van before the show, and they conveniently just didn't wake me up, literally. And I, and I woke up after the show like, wait, what? And they're like, oh, you didn't show up on stage, so you're fired. But it was like, I think I was just kind of overdoing it on stage next to the front man. He's like, hey, I'm the front man. What are you doing, you know? And so um, I started to realize that, and I, I found this guy in Germany. Uh, my manager actually sent me. Uh, video of this guy named David Garrett who's my hero absolute idol and um, as far as I'm concerned the best violinist alive he's absurd but he does rock and roll music like classic classic rock and um, in in Europe he'll play for 10,000 people 20,000 people huge huge artists over there and he instead of having a singer like he'll play We Will Rock You and the violin will be playing those lines and then he'll shred a bit and I was like oh my god like the violin could be the voice since I don't sing, like the violin could be the voice. That's brilliant. So I started doing classic rock stuff too because I was like, oh, well, that's what he does. That's what I'm going to do. And then after I did a record and it did well, top 10 alternative chart on iTunes, top 12 billboard, did really well. And then I was just like, 
I mean, that was cool and all, but this isn't really me. And so I took a couple of years off to figure out, you know, if rock and roll is not really me, what's really me? And uh, hip-hop and, and R&B is really, like, that's what I listen to all the time. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to try it. And the first video I put up uh, was a Fetty, Fetty Wap song. Got 7 million views. And then I put up another one. It got 14 million. And I was like, okay, uh, they like it, and I love it, and this is true to who I am, so hip-hop all the way, yeah. So I love how nonchalantly 7 million, 14 million, it just kind of happened, you know. It, there's a lot of work, a lot of grind in it. So I'm curious to hear, out of your career, you've been doing this since you were four years old, and you're, you're just you're going strong. What was a moment in your career where you realized you did something right to really make a transition? Because obviously you've had a lot of obstacles. At what part in your career do you realize, wow, I'm – I'm doing something right here. I'm doing the right transition or maybe a hack you did to be able to get yourself more seen. I actually think the very, very first time was before I even realized um, that I was going to do what I do now with violin. And I was, I was uh, sleeping on, on my friend's couch and playing in the subway with him every morning at like 5.30 in the morning. We'd get up and go to the subway and try and beat the morning rush. And um, we have been putting up videos on my laptop. My laptop crashed. And I had like 300, 400 bucks to my name. And I didn't really know, like, I was like, what do I do? My laptop crashed. We can't put videos on YouTube. And I thought YouTube was going to blow up. That's going to be it. It's, something's going to take off. And it never did because the videos, looking back, they were horrible. It's just horrible quality. It just wasn't good. And so I put um, 300 bucks into this video. I had a film student come down in the subway. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to give it my all. And I, I literally gave her, like, all the money to my name. And I was like, come down and film. And she filmed us playing, and um, we, we played a Taylor Swift song called I Knew You Were Trouble. And uh, the first day, I still have a screenshot somewhere of me posting about it. I was like, oh, my God, we got 400 views in the first day. Like, that was a big deal. And um, then the second day, we had a couple thousand, and I was like, whoa, what? And then by the end of the week, it was at, like, you know, a couple hundred thousand views. And um, I was on the front page of Huffington Post, and uh, New York Post had messaged me on YouTube, and... Uh, it was Seventeen magazine. All these people started like posting about our video of us playing in the subway. And behind the scenes, I emailed probably a thousand people. You know, the Boston Globe, and I I emailed Washington Post, L.A. Times, everybody, saying, "Look at this video. It's being featured on Huffington Post. You know, whatever." And half of them didn't even touch it, but the half that did, that's what got it to. It's it's just under two million views now on YouTube, but that's what got it to actually go viral and be picked up by everyone were just like behind the scenes me realizing okay this has more traction than the other stuff I put out um, and I just sent it to everyone and made sure there was a story to tell there which there was and everyone picked it up and it blew up and completely changed my life and I stopped playing in the subway like a month later and started playing shows and traveling and that's when I was like as soon as that blew up and all these people started reaching out and Amanda Palmer reaches out and like all these crazy people I'm like okay I'm like I'm doing something right clearly like the whole time that I thought something would blow up it finally did you know I love the fact that you, you sent to so many people and you only got to be right once and I love that you had your last what three four hundred dollars and you just went all in and it rewarded you so it's like it seriously terrifies me to think of doing that like what if I did that today like I can't even imagine just putting everything I have 
but I did. You know, it's like, what do I have to lose? I'm already at rock bottom. So you, you got to be all in. So I want to hear where is the where are you going with your career? I I always say if you want to do something, tell the world where you want to be. So where do you want to be? What's your ideal goal for you and your journey for being a violinist? To make the violin the most popular instrument in the world. The way that Hendrix and those guys made guitar like the to, the go-to instrument for every teenager in the world. They're like, oh, I love Hendrix or I love you know nirvana or whatever it was every teenager at some point like at, at least every teenage boy is like oh electric guitar i want to play electric guitar whether they do it or not there's a point at which they they're like man i'll get all the ladies if i do that and i want to make myself i want to make the violin that instrument where every kid's like this is the dopest thing i can do this is what all the girls are going to love this is how you know so i want the violin to be instead of like a thing of the past where you play Bach or Beethoven, which I love, I want it to be something of the now and the future, where everyone's like, this is this is what I want to do. That's amazing, you know? So I, I love that. I love that. Uh, what, I'm going to never look at a violin the same way again. So for you, I'm curious to hear, what is your best advice? And it doesn't have to be somebody looking to be a violinist, just anything. What is your best advice for success in life from everything you've learned on your journey? What's your advice to people to have success in anything in life? I think uh, if it's something that, like, basically find something that you can't not do. And that doesn't mean that it has to be um, something that, that you think of that makes millions and, like, oh, if I do that, I'll definitely make a lot of money. You can make money at anything. So just find something that you seriously love doing. People make millions off of playing video games. And when I was a kid, you know, there, Switch wasn't around, but they were like, listen, you need to get up, get off your butt, stop playing Xbox, go practice your violin, which I'm glad I did, but what if that I truly had a passion for, you know, for whatever Twitch or whatever it is, you can find a way to make a living and pay bills doing anything you want to do, so don't focus on the money, just focus on whatever it is that like, you would do it for free all day, every day and then do it and figure out how to, how to live off of it, that's it Repeat that every single day. Listen to that. What he just said is true, valuable advice and gold. And the last question I'm going to ask you that I ask every person for this series is, what is your definition of success? That's really hard. On one, because I'm in the music business, so on one side of things, I'm like, hey, if you have 20,000 people at your show every night and and your, your show guarantees half a million bucks, you know, then that's success. But, um, yeah, I, I think, th- I mean, that, that is an aspect to it. But I think for me, um, it's knowing that, I, that there's something that's going to be left behind long after that money's spent, long after the, the shows are done and it's gone, that, like, the music and, and what I do actually creates something that lasts and creates a legacy that, like, my children and grandchildren and great-grandchildren and people are going to talk about that will inspire and touch people in the future, you know, long after the money, long after any kind of fame or anything's gone, something lasts from that. Awesome, man. You're uh, definitely inspired me through your work and everything you're doing. I love your, your meaning of success. So if anybody wanted to reach out to you to have you play with them or to just watch everything you're doing, where can they find you? Um, the best place is go to Instagram and click on that email button. It'll send you to my agent. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't send you to me, but um, I also have access to his email, so I see all those. But, um, yeah, just Instagram. I'm 
It's a, it's a, it's a great, great Instagram username. I'm at ReadyPants. So my name's Rhett, R-H-E-T-T, Rhett. Uh, so at ReadyPants. I love it. Well, this has been a Boston series for Boston Ballers, and that was Rhett Price there, a hip-hop violinist doing some great things. Check out everything he's doing. And as always, you know what time it is. It is time to go out there, create something great, and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan C. Adams. Have a great day, everyone.